All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Happy Columbus Day. That's right. I'm celebrating Columbus Day. I believe in honoring all of our historical figures, their flaws included. Listen, you don't have to be perfect to be recognized. It's had an impact on history. Discovering America for Europe, like Christopher Columbus did, was important. And to all those of Italian heritage who find pride in Christopher Columbus, we shouldn't cancel the guy because of the work he did 400 years ago that were in the cultural norms of time. Slavery was bad. It was always morally wrong. I get that. But Christopher Columbus still discovered America. We can't not recognize that. We can't cancel that. You can't pretend it didn't happen. So you know what? Happy Columbus Day. And here's another thing we're not going to pretend isn't happening. The crisis at the southern border. That's right. Today, we've taken one of the TV specials I did recently on the border with some really incredible guests, including former Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf, the head of the Border Patrol Union, Brandon Judd, one of the straightest talkers about this. I mean, he gives you facts. He gives you passion. He cares about the men and women on the front lines, and he cares about truth in a story that often is corrupted by falsehoods. No, the border is not secure. We know that from the illegal migrants. We know from the ones who are dying. We know from the gotaway number, which I think was 600,000 announced just a few days ago. That is a scary thing. So Brandon Judd's going to give us some straight truth. Blake Masters, who had a big night against Mark Kelly in the Arizona U.S. Senate race, he's been making the border a big focal point of this election and his election bid, and we have him on the show as well. A really great special today. Hope you enjoy Columbus Day and you enjoy this special edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News, where today... We're talking about open borders. Yes, it's on the ballot in the fall election. Have a good show. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. 
Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Good evening, America, and welcome to this Just the News, Real America's Voice special report on the ballot, Open Borders. I'm your host, John Solomon. Tonight, in partnership with our sponsor, Heritage Action for America, we're going to explore the ways in which our southern border remains insecure and poses a major national security risk. While the Biden administration has had nearly two years to work with their party's congressional majority to fix our nation's border, not much progress has been made. More than 2 million illegal aliens have crossed our borders this year alone. A record 800 have died trying, and about 90 people stopped by border agents had ties to terrorism. And that doesn't even include all of the migrants that got to the interior of the country and then created crimes. Despite the ongoing crisis, the Democratic Party, led by Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, have been plowing ahead with other priorities looking to hold on to the respective legislative majorities in November. As Americans' frustrations with the crisis rise, congressional Republicans have rolled out their commitment to America agenda, a plan that closely resembles former House Speaker Newt Gingrich's contract with America of 1994. In this plan, securing our nation's borders, combating illegal immigration, increasing public safety officers, and defending America's sovereignty from all enemies, foreign and domestic, are at the top of the list. The open borders is unquestionably on the November ballot. Over this next hour, we'll be joined by leading security experts like Border Agent Union President Brandon Judd, candidates in border states like Arizona's Blake Masters, and the former Secretary of the Homeland Security Department, Chad Wolf. As always, and in concert with our partners at Heritage Action for America, we are committed to delivering the facts and then let you make up your own mind. Now, our first guest tonight has over 25 years of experience in the immigration and homeland security space. She's worked at the Department of Homeland Security on policy and most recently as acting deputy chief of staff. Laura Rees joins us from the Heritage Foundation in her capacity as their director of Border Security and Immigration Center. Laura, so great to have you on the show tonight. Thanks for having me on, John. I want to start with something our vice president said just a few uh, days ago. Uh, there seems to be a disconnect between what Americans see with their eyes and what the Biden White House says. Take a listen to this. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. Laura, I want to ask two things. One, is she giving an honest assessment? And two, can they keep blaming the Trump administration for today's problems? No, she's not giving an honest assessment. She seems to be hypnotized when she's saying the border is secure. It, it's not convincing in the least. And it's just yet another attempt by this administration 
to say, don't believe your lying eyes. They have now been in office almost two years, and they are breaking our immigration system. They have thrown the border doors completely open. And so today, they inherited a broken system is untrue. They inherited the most secure border we have had in decades. And yet they want to use the excuse of the prior administration to continue their very bad policies. Yeah, it's remarkable. You were part of that team that created one of the most secure borders in American history. We had record low illegal migration at the end of the Trump presidency. Uh, Republicans now have several ideas in the commitment for America to try to address this, to try to bring us back to the Trump era. Your thoughts on the, uh, the new commitment with America? Well, we were pleased to see the Republicans come out with this commitment to America. We definitely need strong conservatives in the next Congress to not just introduce legislation that will actually solve the problems we're facing, but to see those uh, bills through to passage and then to pressure the president to sign what will be a very reasonable bill if, in fact, he wants to solve the problem. It isn't just a matter of giving money to hire more Border Patrol agents. Those are certainly necessary. But it is also continuing the construction of the wall and technology that is needed between the ports, not just at the ports, as President Biden, as well as funding ICE sufficiently to work on interior enforcement. Uh, we're going to need a lot more detentions and a lot more deportations. And we need Republicans who are comfortable with that and aren't going to clam up once the left inevitably labels them a racist for talking about these policies that are so important to Americans. Yeah, it really is. In fact, Heritage did a study just a few weeks ago. 61% of Americans believe we should go back to the Trump administration's policies. It seems like the Biden administration is literally driving into the headwind of Americans' will. That's right. Americans want to feel safe in their communities, and they simply aren't. Uh, this issue of the open border policies collides with the uh, defund the police movement, and Americans see crime rising all over, whether that is from gotaways who have crossed that border uh, during this administration or other serial criminals who see that there just aren't consequences if they commit more crime. Uh, even if they get arrested and are detained, they're going to be quickly released. And then they go on to commit more crime. So lack of consequences endangers Americans, not just in the immigration context, but also in the public safety context. Yeah, it's really remarkable. And you've got fentanyl coming in because the drug cartels have really complete control of the border. Uh, 100,000 plus Americans in the last year poisoned to death by that extraordinary chemical. Uh, and then you have these other tragic episodes. You see a dad in Florida murdered by the young person he took in. They thought he was a teenager, turned out to be an adult. Deputy sheriff being killed, uh, crashes killing people. Uh, in the interior of America now, people are really feeling the impact of this illegal immigration wave, aren't they? They are, unfortunately. And what people see on the limited uh, media that covers the border are women and children mostly getting off the buses that are being transported around the country. What people aren't seeing are the military-aged men dressed in head-to-toe camouflage, carrying very full backpacks, sneaking across the border. Uh, but some game cameras are catching, catching images of them, and they are crossing day or night. They do not want to be caught. We have to assume all of them have ill intentions given how they are crossing. And that is what is resulting in the 100,000 plus uh, overdose deaths of Americans due to drugs, particularly fentanyl, uh, but also uh, terrorist threats and these um, serial criminals who then go on to kill, such as uh, the deputy in, in Florida. These are needless crimes and deaths. These people should not be here. And therefore, 
their victims should still be alive. Yeah, absolutely. Completely avoidable crimes. Uh, Lord, we got about 45 seconds left. Just real quickly, uh, everyday Americans, they sometimes feel overwhelmed. Now, this is Washington's problems, but this is an election where the, the grassroots of America can make a difference. What's the message that you have for Americans who want to fix this border? They need to be loud and every day to their elected officials at every level, local, state, and government, and keep applying pressure to shut down this border, to de defund the Biden administration's processing of illegal immigration, immigrants into this country, and to secure that border and secure Americans' lives and our sovereignty as a nation. Yeah, well, Laura, the work you do at Heritage is amazing. Uh, everybody should go out and check the Security and Immigration Center out. Chock full of great facts and, and policy solutions. Great to have you in the show to kick us off tonight. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, the former Secretary of the Homeland Security Department, Chad Wolf, will be joining us. He has a lot to say about that border, the way it used to look and the way it looks now, right after this. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. It wasn't that long ago when we had a secure border, a low number of terrorists coming across the border, not many people being uh, dying because we had a border strategy that worked. And that uh, our next guest is that was at the forefront of helping the, President Trump put that strategy into place. He's the former Homeland Security Secretary, Chad Wolf, and he joins us right now. Mr. Secretary, great to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Good to be here. I want to talk a little bit about numbers because numbers tell the real story here. 2.1 million illegal crossings already this year. Uh, eight, I believe 80, 85 uh, terrorists or people with suspected terrorist ties have come across. 12 in August alone, an all-time record. More than 800 people dying as they were trying to cross the border. Three times what, what it was in the Trump administration. We're in a crisis, but the White House is saying we're doing a great job. Uh, where are the American people on this? Yeah, it's really it's really remarkable what the White House and the administration continue to double down, not only on a failed strategy at that border, but also on failed messaging. Uh, they continue to say that the border is closed and it's secure and everything's under control, nothing to see here. But the numbers that you outlined, as well as is a whole host of other numbers, tell a, a far different story. And it's really a story that's unfolding and it's a crisis. It's not only a humanitarian crisis, we have a security crisis going on down there and and there's not a lot of time or sorry not a lot of attention being focused on it but as you said there are more and more migrants dying in that desert and on that river than ever before because of the policies of this administration so 
I think it's good that we're having a national debate, right, about it. Uh, you have big city mayors and you have the left now now talking about this issue, but they're only really talking about it because it's shown up on their doorstep, whether that's been in New York City and D.C. and Chicago or, or Martha's Vineyard. Absent, you know, action being taken by the governor of, of Texas or Florida, the left continues not to talk about this. They continue to be silent on it. Where is the president? Where are the vice president? They have a crisis. They should be on national television, prime time, outlining the crisis and outlining the steps that this administration is taking. Where is the strategy? If they have one, I have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's really remarkable. And meanwhile, the very people they say they're trying to give an opportunity to are being victimized all the way on the journey here. They're uh, put into the hands of cartels. Women are repeatedly raped. Uh, people make risky uh, ventures across the river. They end up drowning, I think, eight in one day very recently. Uh, literally, the they're imposing on the very people they say they're trying to help the most inhumane way of coming into the country. Do you think everyday Americans are beginning to grasp that this actually has a consequence, not just in, for all of us here, but for the very people that the Democrats say they're trying to support? Well, I think the American people understand that what occurs at that border does not stay at the border. So I think that first and foremost, they're impacted most probably by the fentanyl and opioid crisis that's hitting every community across right. this country. Second, I think they realize the number of individuals coming across that border is unsustainable for the United States. It's, un it's unsustainable for those border communities. I don't know if, they, if the population has a, a good understanding of the humanitarian crisis that's going on down there. Because if you don't live in those communities or you don't talk to law enforcement down there, uh, I think it's hard to grasp what's going on. Since the federal government's not enforcing border security and the laws along that border, the, the slack that has, has to be taken up is by that local law enforcement. So I talked to several sheriffs yesterday saying that their resources are stretched thin. Not only are they arresting more individuals, illegal aliens, because of crimes that are being committed, but they are also picking up and discovering more and more, unfortunately, uh, individuals that have perished in the desert, particularly in Arizona and other places, because of the policies of this administration. Whether that is getting out to the American people sort of in a, in a comprehensive way, I think we continue to try to talk about it. But when you have large portions of the media refusing to really focus on that, I think that tells you, tells you all you need to know. Yeah, it's a complete blackout on most days. It's just yeah. extraordinary. Uh, in fact, there was more concern about the 50 um, illegal aliens that were dropped at the door at Martha's Vineyard than the 50 who died in the back of a truck because of these un 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 incredible conditions that they're uh, doing. Uh, fentanyl, you mentioned it a little bit, uh, the number of pills being seized and the lethality of them going up by record amounts. Uh, it affects every community in America. Uh, is there anything that the Border Patrol has been allowed to do to try to stop this or both of their hands really uh, tied behind their back right now? Well, what I'll tell you is, is trying to obviously not only detect and then apprehend illegal narcotics coming into the United States, even before the fentanyl crisis was a challenge. Uh, we need more technology along that border, particularly at our legal ports of entry, what we call non-intrusive uh, technology to make sure that we're scanning vehicles and we're scanning individuals coming across that border. But look, the, the humanitarian crisis and the border crisis and the human trafficking that we see is tied to the fentanyl crisis. It's tied in the sense that uh, the Mexican cartels are making millions of dollars a day uh, off of smuggling individuals across that border. And therefore, they're able to invest that money back into their enterprise uh, to, to peddle more and more of this fentanyl across the border. So you, you've got to attack one. And if you attack one, which is the border crisis and the, and the human trafficking, then inevitably you will have an impact of what's going on on the illegal narcotics side. Um, but there's, you're absolutely correct. We need to get serious about this uh, Mexican cartels. They are killing Americans every single day. And why I love, you know, we can, we can talk about Ukraine and we can talk about places overseas but let's start focusing on what's killing Americans day in and day out. And that's not only the illegal narcotics coming across, but it's also the border security crisis that we see today. Yeah, there's no doubt. There was a pretty dramatic moment just a few days ago, the Texas governor signing an executive order declaring that the cartels moving that fentanyl, moving all of those illegal uh, humans into our country are terrorist organizations. Ask President Biden to do the same. Uh, the pressure on the Biden administration is growing. Do you think of a Republican Congress has put in place that we might actually see a designation like that? 
Well, you certainly could. I mean, we were certainly talking about it at the end of the of the Trump administration. I think there's a lot of things to take into into consideration. It's not just naming them a foreign terrorist organization, but what does that mean? What does that allow you to do? And then what are the drawbacks uh, from that as well? So there's a couple of things to to really look at, but I think that this needs to have a serious evaluation, whether the the National Security Council and others inside the Biden administration are taking a hard look at this and really coming up with a, a, a credible analysis of what needs to occur here needs to be done. I'm, I'm hopeful that they're, they're going to do that because sitting back and just saying, well, the cartels have always operated there and there's nothing that we can do. They're inside Mexico. They're not in the United States. It's no longer acceptable. The status quo that we've had for the past several decades is no longer acceptable. We need to take action. I think we need to take specific action against the cartels whether designating them as an FTO, a foreign terrorist organization, it, that may be part of it, or we may be able to take some separate action outside of that as well. Yeah, people are crying for just that action. They remember the days that lot long ago when you were in charge, and these things weren't as big an issue. Uh, Mr. Secretary, great honor to have you on today. Thanks for joining us. Great, thank you. You as well. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. We've been hearing from problem solvers trying to address the frontline issues of an open southern border. Now we're going to hear from a man running in a state that is overwhelmed by illegal migrants coming across that border. Joining us right now, the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate in the great state of Arizona, Blake Masters. Blake, great to have you on the show. Great to see you, John. Thank you. I want to start with the extraordinary images of watching all of Martha's Vineyard in the last few weeks melt down over a mere 50 illegal migrants dropped at their door. You've got 50,000 to 100,000 coming into Arizona every couple of weeks. What effect does it have when you see liberals suddenly melt in the face of just a few, just a few illegal migrants? Well, this is just so characteristic of the modern Democratic Party, of the modern progressives who are in charge, right? They have these horrible policies, but usually they don't bear the costs of them. They expect the rest of America to, to pay the price and to deal with the fallout. And so it's just astonishing. You know, DeSantis sends 50 uh, migrants to Martha's Vineyard and they declare a humanitarian crisis. <laughs> Never mind this humanitarian crisis we've had here on the border in Arizona for years now. Uh, all of a sudden, 50 show up in Martha's Vineyard, and it's a complete disaster. John, I think they mobilized the National Guard. They did. The Martha's Vineyard wealthy, moneyed Democratic elite, they couldn't even bear to have these illegal aliens sharing their island for 24 hours. And they yeah. mobilized the National Guard and deported them uh, immediately. So, of course, it's just more champagne socialism, um, left-wing hypocrisy. We're used to that. But I'm grateful as a candidate here in Arizona because now the media is finally talking about the border crisis. Uh, and, and they finally get to see what people in Arizona have been dealing with uh, every single day for a long time, especially under Joe Biden uh, and his failed presidency. Well, speaking of that media, a few short weeks ago, they were riding off your campaign. Now you are neck and neck. You're moving up in the polls quickly. You've had a relentless focus on pinning down your uh, opponent, Senator Mark Kelly, 
on the border, on all the issues that are Joe Biden. He's really struggling to embrace or even define what his president stands for, isn't he? Well, that's right. And Biden is incredibly unpopular in Arizona. He's incredibly unpopular most everywhere in the country. Uh, Mark Kelly, he's in this awkward spot because he actually he promised Arizonans he would be independent. But once in D.C., he's just voted in lockstep almost 100 percent of the time for Biden's agenda. So he's Biden's sidekick, really. He's Biden's most loyal foot soldier in the United States Senate. All of a sudden, it comes time to run for re-election. Biden's not popular. And Mark Kelly, he's got to do that awkward thing where he contorts himself to try to put some distance between him and Biden. Uh, actually, no, most Arizonans, they don't like Biden. They don't like uh, the open border, the double digit inflation, all the problems Biden's caused. And when they learn that Mark Kelly just surrendered his independence and is voting for all these crazy Biden policies, they want to make a change. So I got to get that message out. As we've got that message out, the race has tightened. And I think in November, Arizonans are going to send Mark Kelly home uh, and get someone in there who's actually going to be independent and check Joe Biden. He had this awkward moment where he was asked, why don't you hold out more and do like what Senator Kristen Sinema doesn't get more for Arizona? And he said something to the effect of, I don't like conflict. I'm a get along, go along sort of guy. That yeah. had to have a create an incredible moment in Arizona politics, didn't it? And he caught himself. He said, yeah. well, now, look, hey, I'm not in the business of holding up legislation. And then he caught himself he because did. he could he was telling the truth. And he was like, "Uh oh, that's an uncomfortable truth. He's not in the business of holding up the Democratic agenda. He's in the business of rubber stamping it. And then he pivoted to some mindless, safe consultant drivel. But he's shown us who he is. He's not the independent that he promised he was in 2020. Now we have a two-year track record. And again, if people like Joe Biden, if they think that the open border and the double-digit inflation and the rising crime, if people like that, they have a candidate. They can vote to reelect Mark Kelly. But if they want to make a change, if they want safe uh, streets, if they want a, a actual secure border, if they want 2% inflation instead of 20%, they should make a change and vote for me. Yeah, and listen, it's so easy when you uh, are in Martha's Vineyard to look at the migrant crisis, to look at the open border as just an inconvenience. All right, we'll send them to the military base, get them away. But there are deadly consequences to the open border. Uh, we're going to have approximately 900 migrants die crossing into the United States. You had some drowning in rivers there recently. Uh, but there's also uh, every eight and a half minutes, an American is dying from a fentanyl poisoning fentanyl that came across that border. This is a lethal crisis, and it doesn't seem like anyone on the Democratic side even wants to mention the word fentanyl. You're really doubling down and educating the Arizonans about the lethal nature of this, right? That's right. And I see you're showing the rainbow fentanyl on the screen. You know, yeah. the cartel, they're dressing this stuff up to look like candy mm. to fool children, right? In the weeks before Halloween, like that is just evil. And John, I'm glad you said poisonings. You know, a lot of people say overdoses and maybe technically that's correct, but, but this is actually poison. You know, one pill can kill a child. One pill is killing Arizona teenagers. And I've been, apparently it's controversial. I said the other day on a radio program that I think Senator Mark Kelly should have to attend the funerals of these, these children in Arizona who have died from fentanyl and look a mother in the eye when she's lost her child to this poison and explain why exactly he couldn't bother to lift a finger to give us border security here in Arizona. 95% of the fentanyl in our country is coming through our southern border with Mexico. It's killing so many young people in America, and the Biden administration is not doing a single thing to stop it. And you went to the border. You did some really amazing stuff with video. You actually show people what it's like at the at Yuma and other places where you can walk through the holes in the wall. Uh, and you also talked about something that I don't think a lot of people outside of the border states realize. These illegal migrants, they're ripping up their citizenship documentation because it makes it easier for them to stay here under the Biden rules. There's a lot of planning that goes into this illegal migration, isn't it? That's right. And, you know, we got to the border the other day, last week at 7 a.m. Uh, in Yuma, just in time to see a group of 35 illegal aliens walk right over <laughs> and just walk right over. And that particular group, I think there were Indians, there were Peruvians and, and folks from Cuba. And, you know, that that happens hourly. In Yuma. Yuma gets an average of 50 illegals coming over every single hour. It's about a thousand a day. Uh, that really adds up 50 an hour. But Martha's Vineyard freaks out if they get 50 one time. Yeah, it's just mind boggling to even think of. Uh, real quickly, you have a comprehensive plan. You uh, put all the resources in. Can you give us a quick overview of what your, your plan is to close up the border? Absolutely. I believe in the border wall. I think we need to finish it, right? The wall is a key piece of technology. Of course, it's just one piece. 
uh, we need a lot more border patrol. We need to support our border patrol. They need more resources, more manpower. Uh, I'm also a tech guy. Yeah, I think we need uh, drones. We need infrared you know, thermal imaging cameras. We need basically to map every inch of the border to know and see, have a bird's eye view of who's coming across. And then there's also politics, policy, right? Remain in Mexico. Those Trump administration policies worked. Nothing was perfect, but man, it was pretty darn good relative to what we have now. So let's start by re-implementing those successful policies like remain in Mexico, and we can start driving uh, the number of illegal crossings back towards zero. An all of government approach. That's what Americans are asking for. I know all Americans' eyes are gonna be on Arizona this November, seeing if you can unseat Senator Mark Kelly. Blake Masters, great honor to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. We're going to do it. Thank you. All righty, folks, don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we'll be joined by the very woman currently working to unseat a Democrat that has represented the U.S.-Mexico border district in the Lone Star state of Texas. We'll be right back with other candidates right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. You may have heard of this next guest due to her very strong criticism of the President Biden's handling of the open border at the southern border. After all, Cassie Garcia is running in the 28th Congressional District of Te Texas. That represents a large chunk of our southern border. She joins us now to discuss why this very border issue is at the top of her constituents' mind as we go to the November elections. Cassie, you have an eyewitness every day to what it's like to have 2 million illegal migrants coming across that border. Tell us a little bit about what you and your constituents in South Texas are seeing. You know, I've, I grew up, I've been raised, I was raised down in the Rio Grande Valley for the past 37 years. And this is the worst I've ever seen uh, the crisis, the humanitarian crisis on our, on our southern border. I am the proud wife of a border patrol agent who served this great country for 26 years. He has also never seen the border a mess. And we, we talk about the amount of fentanyl coming across our border, the amount of people that are dying, 2 million apprehensions, over 800 people have died crossing the river, the dangerous journey. Women have been raped, have been murdered, and the administration is quiet. The left is quiet. No one's talking about it. But you know what? I live and breathe this every single day, and enough is enough. And people are frustrated. The people of District 28 are sick and tired of the Biden administration ignoring the crisis on our southern border. Yeah, this has been a district that's been in Democrat hands for a long time. Uh, Henry Queller is a current, a current holder of the office, but there seems to be a very significant change underway. You seem to have lit a fire. People are very excited about your candidacy. Talk about getting people to open their minds to considering a Republican and trying to get this situation solved at the border finally. Yeah, so this district has been Democrat controlled for over 110 years. So they've never had a Republican ever serve this great district. Uh, my inc the, the opponent, Henry Quayer, uh, has been in office since I've been in kindergarten. And right now he's under a criminal investigation for corruption. The National Border Patrol Council, who's always endorsed Henry Quayer, has endorsed me in this race because they know I will get the job done. Also, at the end of the day, uh, Henry Quayer, 
his first vote is always for Nancy Pelosi, and he voted against infrastructure for our southern border. And the Border Patrol agents need uh, they need technology, they need personnel, they need infrastructure to help them do their jobs. And that's what I plan to do. People are ready for a new voice in Washington, D.C. And that's why I can't wait till November 8th till we flip the seed red and show Washington, D.C. that people that we are Americans. Uh, I'm running for Congress to defend faith, family, and freedom, and we are hardworking. This district, John, is 80% Hispanic. Hispanics do not want to see an open border. They want a strong and secure border, and we support legal immigration, not illegal immigration. Yeah, such an important thing. All the polling shows that, and yet the Democratic Party doesn't seem to be getting that message. <laughs> um, being married to a Border Patrol agent, you get to see the toll that occurs every day on the great men and women of that agency. Give us a little sense of how overwhelmed they are, how little support they get, and the current their current feelings about what's going on at the border. And you know what? I had, you know, they, they, the morale is so low. Under the previous administration, you talked to the Border Patrol agents. They were excited to do their job. They had somebody who had their back that allowed them to do their job. And when they apprehended somebody, they were either getting sent back immediately. Now under this administration, there is no policy. Uh, they, they have, you know, people are coming in and, and every single day, each sector is seeing about 2,000 migrants every single day. That takes a toll on the agent and their families as well, because they didn't sign up to do this. They didn't sign up to allow people to come in our country. There's law and order. Right now, this administration is not enforcing laws on the books. In fact, I had my husband, he, uh, he was off on Saturday. I took him with me on the campaign trail. And as we were driving down to Laredo, we witnessed a bailout. He goes, oh, look, there's air Marine up in the air and we saw a bailout, you know, for those who don't know what a bailout is, basically uh, people that are running from the law. Right. And uh, as soon as they, they, you know, hit a fence, they run out of the vehicles and you either got DPS and Border Patrol going in to, to apprehend those individuals. Um, and then on the way back, we saw in Normandy uh, a busload. I call those white buses, customer buses. And there was about 150 migrants getting ready to get apprehended, uh, processed and released. And so it takes a toll. And it's hard because they signed up to protect our borders. You know, uh, uh, border security is national security. And the fact that this administration is not talking about it. You got Kamala Harris, who's going to be in Austin, Texas, two weeks from now uh, to do a fundraiser and she's our borders are and has yet to visit the southern border and so at the end of the day we need this administration to step up to do their job at the end of the day we are going to take back the house and we're going to make sure that when we take back the house we're going to ensure that we have security hearings and i can't wait to have a hearing with aoc because the left right now there there's no outcry from the left no. and it's it, it's it's unbelievable and hypocrisy um, that uh, that they're not saying a thing about what is happening and that we're being overrun. It's an invasion, what we're seeing on our southern border. Yeah, it really is amazing. Uh, there was a big moment in the last few days. Texas Governor Greg Abbott declared uh, several of the uh, Mexican drug cartels to be uh, foreign terrorist organizations for the first time. And he pleaded with President Biden to do the same this fentanyl is like a chemical attack. It's not just drug running. It is killing people, poisoning them, even with a single dose. Now they're making this stuff to maybe fool children into picking it up. Uh, how important is it that we get a national declaration of Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations? I applaud Governor Abbott for stepping up on so many levels. One, for also you know sending his troops, the, the border, um, the Texas troopers, you know, game wardens out there on, on the river and, and their boats out there to secure our southern border, um, but also to lead in the front as labeling them as cartels, um, as terrorists. That's what they are. It's a they're making billion, billions of dollars every every year on on harvesting on these young people, folks that are coming to our country. You know, people are paying between three to five thousand dollars just to come across. And when they get sent back, they're going to have to you know raise up some more money. So the cartels are making a, a lot of money. And so I applaud this administration. In fact, when I get to Congress and we flip the seat red, uh, that's one of the first things, you know, I know Congressman Chipori has introduced a bill to do that, to highlight uh, labeling the cartels as a terrorist foreign um, organization. Right. And I plan to do the same thing, introducing that in uh, when I when I get to Congress. It's so important. And uh, we are being overrun by the cartels. And the administration needs to wake up and needs to see what is happening. It's unbelievable, John, that the fact that we're seeing this every single day, and it's not fair to the Hispanic communities that are having to bear the burden of using taxpayer dollars to bust these migrants out of the of the area. And you've got Martha's Vineyard up yeah. in arms because they received over 
over 50 migrants. What about the communities of Eagle Pass, Del Rio, the Rio Grande Valley, El Paso? It's not fair to them, and even Laredo. It's dangerous as well. Well, Cassie, we're real excited to be watching your race. It's going to be one of the bellwethers on November 8th. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. So honored to be uh, with you today. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We've got a lot more conversation coming up about the border right after these commercial messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome back, everybody. Brandon Judd serves as the president of the National Border Patrol Council and has been sounding the alarm on the very issues we've been discussing tonight. He's been talking about it for two years. Most of what he has predicted has come true. Joining us right now is Brandon Judd. Brandon, great to have you on the show. John, it's always good to be with you. Thank you. I want to start. Uh, there is a lot of media coverage that demeans the Border Patrol, sometimes even calls some of the information the Border Patrol puts out disinformation when it's not the morale of our agents, the guys and women on the front lines, what is that like right now? It's lower than I've ever seen it. You know, we, we put on the uniform, want to go out there, protect the American people, and we're just not allowed to do that right now. When you look at the total number of people that are getting away, uh, that are ev evading apprehension, it's a very scary situation right now. And, and it's very demoralizing knowing that we can't do the job that we want to do to protect our fellow citizens. Yeah, and one of the things I know you see often are migrants who get themselves in serious trouble, security or safety-wise, they drown. We got, we're closing in, I think, on 900 deaths for the year. Uh, you, your team is out there rescuing people every day, but we're putting people in harm's way by creating the illusion that they can come in across the rivers and other through the cartels, aren't we? It's a very unsafe trip, isn't it? It, it is. I'm going to go back to, to James Epling uh, in Yuma. Arizona. He went into the river to save migrants from China that were in the United States illegally. He lost his life. He left behind four young children um, and, and, of course, a wife. And so, yeah, we, we put ourselves in harm's way. We willingly do that. We want to, again, protect um, the American people, and we want to protect those people that are crossing the border illegally, even though they are committing a crime. We just don't see the help from the Democrats in allowing us to do that job, to protect those individuals. In fact, they're encouraging these people to put themselves in harm's way. They're encouraging them to cross the, the Rio Grande River um, and, and to be swept away, young children being swept away out of the arms of mothers um, at times. That happened twice last month. And so, yeah, it's a very dangerous situation. And the Democrats just seem not that they seem like they don't care about the sanctity of life, to be honest. Yeah, it's really stunning, and uh, the numbers are, don't lie. This is going to be the most deadly year ever for crossing the border, um, and no one wants to talk about that. By it's far. Yeah, by it, far. It's right? going to be the deadliest year by far. I mean, when yeah. you look at it last, uh, the, the prior to President Biden taking office, the most deaths that we ever had was a little over 300. Now we're right at 800. Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the most dangerous situation we've ever seen by far. And again, I'm going to go back to that point. The Democrats do not care. They give it lip service, but their actions are, are far from caring. Uh, it is just amazing to see the lack of attention and the ignorance that's being applied. I want to take you to, uh, to an issue that a lot of people don't talk about. There have been reports by some members of Congress who were briefed by Homeland that there's large numbers of Venezuelans being emptied from prisons. But whether that turns out to be true or not, 
the fact that some, a large number of the people, five to 10% of the people you encounter are people that have had serious past criminal offenses. We're getting bad people constantly coming across the border, aren't we? Yeah, we, we are. And this is, the, this is the scariest thing about border security. When you're dealing with people that, that have criminal records here in the United States, and we don't know what their criminal records are in, in, their, other, in, in their own countries. If Venezuela is emptying out their jails, and these people cross the border illegally, we're not going to know about that record, that criminal history that they have in Venezuela. And if we don't know about it, we're ultimately going to release them into the United States. That is a very scary proposition for the American people. And again, it goes back to border security, whether or not this administration is going to give us the tools necessary to protect the homeland, to protect our fellow citizens. And they're just not doing it right now. And if this actually comes to fruition, it's going to be very scary to see what the outcome is. We might not know what the outcome is immediately, but we will ultimately hear of all of the stories of these criminals coming into the United States and the crimes that they will commit against our own citizens. And again, that's the scariest aspect of border security. Yeah, we're starting to see some of those heinous crimes already. A, a father in Florida killed when he thought he was taking in a 17-year-old who turned out to be a 20-something-year-old and killed a, a father. Just, just The 10-year-old... The 10-year-old the, the in, in Ohio right. that was raped multiple times was impregnated by somebody. And, and by the way, that is a person that evaded apprehension. We didn't even take that individual into custody. When he was arrested for that rape of that 10-year-old girl and he was fingerprinted, he never showed up in any of our databases, which means he was, he was able to evade apprehension. He was one of the gotaways. Again, very scary situation. Yeah, it really is. I want to talk about something that is creating a death toll on our side of the border. Fentanyl uh, coming in at record amounts, uh, being made to look like candy. Uh, the cartels seem to have a significant amount of operational control at the border now. What do you see? How large is that operational control uh, to facilitate human and drug trafficking? They're able to dictate to us what our operations are going to be. All they have to do is flood our resources with large groups of, of illegal border crossers, pull our agents out of the field, create artificial gaps, cross our higher value products. That's the fentanyl. That's the criminal aliens. That's the aliens from special interest countries. But like you said, the fentanyl is one of the major issues that we're dealing with today in the United States. Those pills right there are being packaged for children, for children. That is going to um, cause death of, of, of a great number of, of our children. Right now, the leading cause of death in the United States among 18-year-olds to 45-year-olds is fentanyl overdose. This is something that's coming from our southwest border. It's being facilitated by China. The precursors come into Mexico. It's being manufactured by the cartels and crossing our border. Again, transnational criminal organizations, something that we didn't see prior to the Biden administration. Some Republicans are beginning to call it chemical warfare. What do you think of that assessment of it? I agree. I agree. And it should be. Unless we're willing to define the problem, we're never going to come up with the solutions. We have to talk about whether or not this is a crisis. If this administration will not say that we have a border crisis, they're not going to come up with solutions. And that's what we've seen. No new programs, operations, policies, nothing new to help get the border under control. Yeah. We got about 60 seconds left. Brandon, what do the men and women of the Border Patrol need from our government right now? What's the solution for them at this very moment? Policy. We don't need to pass this on to the taxpayer. We don't need additional resources. We need policy. If we have the proper policy, we can secure the border. That's what we're pushing for. That's what we want. We don't want to push put this burden on the American taxpayer. Yeah, it makes so much sense. I think people today understand why so many of the men and women of the Border Patrol really appreciate you, Brandon. You give us straight truth, straight facts and solutions, something Washington isn't giving us very much of on the border. Great honor to have you on the show today, sir. Thank you, John. Always good to talk to you. You as well. All right, folks, we're nearing the end of our hour tonight. However, we do have one more guest that will speak to this very issue, drop statistics, and propose solutions. We'll be right back after these messages. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. 
Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest has an extraordinary finger on the pulse of America. Janae Strachey serves as the director of Grassroots for Heritage Action for America and has been a leading voice on the southern border crisis, as well as having a great sense of how that crisis is troubling everyday Americans. Janae, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. It is such an extraordinary moment when you see the majority uh, party in power in Washington completely disconnected from an issue Americans say we want fixed and the Democrats don't seem to be interested in fixing it. Talk about that disconnect and how it could play out in the uh, November election. That's exactly right. You know, a, a disconnect might be the nice way of putting it. I think they are systematically dismantling every tool we have to protect our borders and stop the flow of illegal Im immigrants. It has been absolutely devastating to the American people. Uh, I could list off a number of issues that it's caused for the American people. The fentanyl overdose is now the leading cause of deaths from uh, for people ages 18 to 45. We have 240,000 illegal immigrants caught in one month. One month, that's 8,000 per day. I mean, they are flooding across the border. And uh, because the Biden administration has um, dismantled all of the tools we have and basically said, come on over. If you come, you're going to get to stay. Um, so this is this is the number one issue, long-term issue facing the American people and it needs to be the number one priority for uh, the incoming uh, congressional uh, members. If the Republicans retake uh, the House and Senate, this needs to be their priority. This is a mandate from the American people and all of our numbers uh, are showing that this is something every American is being impacted by. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. And the commitment with America that uh, was rolled out by the House Republicans last week clearly has a big uh, focus on the border crisis. Another place where a lot of progress has been made in the absence of federal action are the states, states exercising their own rights to do things. I think Heritage has put together some great ideas. What are some of the most interesting things states are doing to fill the gap where Washington has failed? Yeah, that's exactly right. And there's a lot that states can do. Um, but I think that taking um, an all hands on deck approach to this is going to be vital. Um, we need to see that leadership from Washington, D.C. as well. So Heritage Action and the Heritage Foundation and a group of other people have put out a list of recommendations and policies that both the states and the federal government can put into place. I mean, the uh, asylum system is being completely abused. That should be one of the first things um, they fix and fill the gap on. We have seen those numbers skyrocket. Um, we should also uh, reinstate the remain in Mexico policy. This is a, a policy that Trump had put into place that basically said, if you're seeking asylum, um, the, the, the country that you go through first is the country you should stay in. So if uh, immigrants are, are going through Mexico and are truly seeking asylum, they should be able to seek care in Mexico before coming to America. Um, but unfortunately, um, what's happening is, is the system's being abused. These illegal immigrants are not actually seeking asylum. Um, and then catch and release is another policy that should be ended. So these illegal immigrants 
um, many of which are terrorists, MS-13 gang members. Um, just a dozen of them have been caught recently. Um, even came across as previously convicted of murder in Tennessee. These are the Ill illegal immigrants that are coming back across our border. And because of catch and release, um, they're caught at the border and then released so that they can go to a court date later on, which, of course, they don't actually show up at. So those are the first two things that should be addressed. And then, of course, we need to offer more funding to um, Customs and Border Patrol, more resources. And Secretary uh, Mayorkas needs to be impeached. That should be something the House takes on as well. He has failed to uphold his, his basic duties in this position. And um, that would be a step that the House can take to show the Biden administration, you don't get to mess around. You, you do your job or uh, you need to get out. Yeah, no doubt. That's a message that the voters need to send. Uh, when you look out over the last few weeks, we've been talking on this show about all the times that Democrats had legal migrants bust to their community like, oh, not here. We don't want them in our backyard. Sorry. Too much of a crisis for us. Do you think that's going to play out in the election now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've seen some pretty theatrical displays of that recently with uh, Martha's Vineyard and, you know, the hypocrisy is so clear. Um, the reality is that every state is a border state in America. They're not just staying in, in Texas or uh, Arizona or some of these other border states. They're, they're being um, moved into all of our states, and the elite Democrats need to realize that if they're coming into their um, vacation towns. They don't seem to like that very much. Um, so I, this is absolutely a key issue for the upcoming election. Members are going to have to answer on it no matter what party you're from. Um, I, I hope that the American people, and I believe that the American people will hold the Democrat Party accountable for this as they have completely ignored their responsibilities and have dismissed the crisis that they're seeing before their very eyes. This is hurting every American across the country, and I believe they will show that when they vote in November. Um, but they'll also be sending a really clear message to Republicans. If, if a new majority comes in the House, this is a message from the American people. They are demanding that you do something about this crisis, stop the illegal immigration, fill the gaps, fix the system. 72% of Americans have responded and said that they want the border to be secured. Um, the flood of, Amer of illegal immigrants has to stop. Um, it, where I'm talking about numbers. Uh, those are just the numbers we know. What about the number of uh, illegal immigrants who have gotten away? Um, many who are, are uh, gang members and ca causing much damage to our communities. So this, this is a leading issue for the election. And I do believe that we will see the impact of that. Those gotaways. A lot of people mentioned them tonight. It's a really scary situation. We got about a minute left, Janae. Real quickly, uh, someone's listening. They want to do something. There's 40 days death, uh, left of the election. What can they do with Hoffa, with others, to make a difference going into the final 40 days of this midterm election? Absolutely. Get involved in any way that you can. Join Heritage Action Sentinel. You can text Sentinel to 51776. We have weekly strategies about what action items you can take. Um, you also can volunteer for a campaign. Door knock. We're doing door knocking at Heritage Action as well. Um, there are a number of things that you can do, whether it's giving your time, your money, calling your members. Please continue to call your members even prior to the election. Let them know right now while they're still campaigning, this is an issue you care about. This is an issue that you expect them to do something about and that you will hold them accountable for. Yeah, well, we've seen Heritage Action's work, whether it was on Title IX, whether it was on election integrity, about grassroots really does make a difference. Janae, great job with all that you're doing out in the field. And thanks for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Thank you. Great to have you. All right, folks, believe it or not, that wraps up this very important special report on border security. As we close, I want to thank our sponsor and uh, partner, Heritage Action for America, for making this conversation possible, as well as our friends here at Real America's Voice for allowing us to reach out directly to you, the viewers. One unmistakable message from tonight's experts is that border security is without question on the ballot this fall, and you have the ability to be part of the solution just by voting. Now, we'll be right back here tomorrow night at 6 p.m., where I'll be rejoined by my amazing co-host, Amanda Head, to bring you more breaking news and the latest headlines from Just the News, Not Noise. Until then, I ask that God continue to bless you and this extraordinary country. Thanks again for tuning in, and have a great night.
Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.